buy into it. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome back, folks. Thank you so much for coming back and for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. You guys just missed a great idea that <laughs> and that we came up with. So be on the lookout. I'm going to put it out in the universe. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Putting it out into the universe because I'm saying yes. I have to. Yes. No, no, seriously. There's no other what? way. There is no other way. It's amazing to be around people who see you, number one, people who affirm you, mm-hmm. and people who guide you. Um, that's a very, very beautiful thing because a time in which we exist right now, there's a lot of there's a lot of noise, mm-hmm. a lot of competition, a lot of jealousy, um, and everything's about likes, um, and it's not really about real content and supporting real people and growing real business and growing real thing. So thank you for watering me. Thank you for allowing me that space for more sunshine and wider soil. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for receiving. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's have some more intention. So we're going to count down from five again. Let's close your eyes. <sighs> Take a deep inhale into your nose. Hold at the top for five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. We're going to call in some universal spiritual energy. excited <laughs> i love when trey's excited because <laughs> he gets this grin and just this beautiful energy yeah. it's already there but it's just it's wider across his brow and his auric field so yeah 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 <laughs> let's talk about travel how important is travel to black people especially black millennials very necessary mm-hmm. very necessary for black people because we are taught not to leave our environment mm. we are taught to be complacent and be accepting of our situation mm. and when you move outside of that environment you recognize yourself in a way Mm. You, rec- you recognize the re- reality that you really can do whatever you want to do. Max, what traveling has taught me <laughs> to be grateful for your own life um, has taught me to be more I'm trying, y'all, patient, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because things things are a lot faster here. Mm. But in another country, it's it's not as quick, and you have to learn to be patient and mm. be 
fine and okay with that. Mm. Um, and it also has widened my uh, perspective on life. Mm. Like I'm seeing things from a slightly different angle now. I'm like, oh, that's, that's y'all's way of life? Okay, bet. Okay, bet. Then you start asking yourself, can, can I do the same thing? Mm. <laughs> Could I do the same thing? So, so you notice uh, the differences in different countries. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Differences, or sim- and or similarities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just while traveling in my own home country, although I was born here in America, when I went back home, it's like, oh, okay. And again, I will say that my parents did an amazing job raising my sister and myself because when I went back home, being American-born um, individual, I didn't feel like uh, uh, alienated from my own culture because I already knew how we spoke. We, I, had, I knew the dialect. I knew the food. I knew that. I just didn't know how a little bit slower it is. Mm. And more skillful. They, the farmers, listen. The tribe that I'm from, hmm. Mm. That's why I, 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 I always like. I'm always proud to say where I come from because, yo. You wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't. And it makes you who you are. Truly. Like even if you don't know. Everyone. Mm-hmm. In where they're located, they're a part of you. Mm-hmm. They're inside of you. Definitely. All of that has come with you where you are now. So listen, it's a beautiful thing. It is. You have a lot of hands in those little hands. Baxio. <laughs> Baxio, we thank God. Listen, that blood is in you. Um, and it's all ushering to come out into many shapes and forms and ideas. So it's very, very powerful. Before we move on, because I feel we're moving on, answer the question. Oh, good point, good <laughs> point, good point. Listen, for me... Travel has chemically changed me. Mm. Speak on it. Um, I want to say I lived in London for a period. I lived in London for two years. Um, 2015 to 2017. And it was the first time I had ever said yes to myself. Um, allowing myself to like say, okay, this is what I want and to go after it because I had people, family members who laughed in my face when I told them, why are you going over there? They're skinheads over there. Are any black people over there? What's in London? Why you got to get a master's degree over there? What? I don't understand. Oh, you think you better? Like, oh, oh no. I know. It was a lot. And it was, it was weird because normally I would let those kind of things be like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe that's not for me. But that was the first time in my life that I was like, no, I want to go. Like, I want this. Yeah. And I applied and I got in and I got a place to live and I got some money and I quit my job. I packed two suitcases, got on the plane and lived in a foreign country. And while I was there, I realized that everything isn't based on race. Like in other countries, the way we digest the society and other cultures is through class. Like London is a very class-based place. So depending on what your accent is, um, what zone you're from, people know that. Um, and they know your level of education. They know if you're in the country, if you're in the urban area. Um, 
Yeah, it's very class-based. So it was a new perspective on a way to digest huh. um, society and the caste systems that we create within a specific, within a specific society. Um, so that was powerful. But then it also showed me a lot about myself. Um, I like to party. I do. Like, yeah. I was out in these streets. Them first couple months, I had a great fucking time. Ooh, and you caught up with me. Because I was balancing school and the club and friends and acquaintances and making art and spirituality and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just an entirely new land. So it was a journey. It was a journey of discovery. It was a journey of letting go. It was a journey of understanding what was actually serving me and what wasn't. Mm. And it gave me a new lens to see the world and to see Delaware and Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think travel is necessary. Um, you don't want to leave this world ignorant. Back. You want to know as much as you can, when you can. And I think travel is kind of like a book in a way. Like every new street is a new page. Every new store is a new word. Every conversation is a new idea um, and a moment to grow and to shift the paradigm. So yeah, I think especially for black millennials, we carry a lot of weight for our families. Mm. Um, mm, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Mm. We do the first in many ways for many things. and travel gives us a bit of respite and peace and the opportunity to breathe, but it also gives us a new perspective that we can shed light on and maybe transform and excavate and grow a new channel of our ancestry and our bloodlines. You know, just by existing in a new place, we receive so much more information Thanks. and we're open to so many more things and our perspective shifts, definitely. And I think our generation, Black millennials, we're very open people, we're very spiritual people, we're very grounded. We're very receptive to new ideas and ideologies. And I think travel will rearrange you in a way. Mm -hmm. It'll chemically change you um, in a way that'll make you more whole and more human and more ready for this next chapter of Blackness that we have coming and the legacy that we need to create for this next generation. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So travel is a it's a big thing that we need to take seriously. I don't know what that's gonna look like <laughs> in mm. the near future. Yeah. Um, you got any advice for because I was thinking about moving out the country, mm. and what do you think is necessary when you first move? Your visa Most- paperwork. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. that's what got me messed up. Because I was actually supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, in London, but Brexit happened, uh, and right, and the visa that I thought I was gonna have ooh. fell through, and this was two months before the student visa that I had was gonna expire, and I was no longer gonna be allowed in that country. And when I came ooh. back, Trump was president, right? So it was it was a lot, and all I had was a degree and a business plan. <laughs> <laughs> And I can laugh about it now, but it was incredibly painful. <laughs> like it was, it was a lot of energy. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that's why you're so calm right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, listen, it's I've seen the underbelly. <laughs> I've seen the worst. Um, but I say my advice number one: that visa paperwork 
find a way. There are many loopholes and there are a lot of creative visas, especially in Europe. Um, if you bring your talent, like mm -hmm. talent visas, to that country, they will have you. The only thing is, we can't leave right now. But what's a talent visa? Uh, a talent visa is basically, um, I found out about it through Damon Dominique. He's a YouTuber. Um, and basically what you do is, if you are an artist, a creative, whatever the case may be, um, and you want to bring that talent to a foreign country, let's just say we're talking about Paris, you mm -hmm. can apply for that visa um, as a way to use your craft to put more exposure on that country. Wow. Um, you present your portfolio. There's an application. I'm not really sure of the specifics, but definitely look into that. So I would say have your visa paperwork. And then I think in London, you can at least stay for like six months without anything happening. Um, what about yeah. finding work? And find, right. So that's the thing. Finding work, not being a citizen of that country is really difficult because um, when I worked there, it wasn't the most legal capacity, <laughs> but I was able to pay my rent, which is the most important. And it was on time, damn it. Um, anyway, the thing about it is finding work is incredibly difficult, especially being an American citizen because you can only work certain hours depending on the visa that you get. Yeah. Oh. So I had a student visa, so I was limited to, I believe it was 20 hours a week, which oh. isn't enough. Right. So that's why I supplemented my income with other activities oh. so I could, you know, do what I needed to do. But also I was a student. So that refund check, when that came through, <laughs> I could skim a little bit of that and then use that for rent <laughs> and then use the rent for like, you know, school supplies, shoes, going out, feeding myself, supporting the dream. Um, all of those things. But yes, I would say before you go anywhere, find that job. And I don't know how, I would say jobs aren't really the keenest on sponsoring people, but if you are a stellar candidate, um, I think that would be great because there's a lot of remote work that's happening too as well. So even if you want to work remotely in America and you want to go to London for six months, that's awesome. And even I think Aruba, I think it's Aruba. There are certain Caribbean countries now Mm -hmm. um, that you can actually work there remotely um, and get a visa to do that, which is really, really cool. Because mm -hmm. white sand beaches, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it the other day. Um, I believe it was on Instagram or online. And a friend told me about it. So it's wow. traveling through the channels. But yeah, so find that place to work um, or get that visa so you have a kind of foundation. And then also finding a flat it's not that difficult. I mean, they move really quickly. Depending Finding a on what? A flat. Oh, please. I'm sorry. I'm talking about in regards to London, oh, an apartment. They call it flat. Right? I know. So right? They I call like, it flat. So finding an apartment, um, <laughs> sorry to live in, is uh, it's a hell of a process. <laughs> because you were like, what? I'm sorry. Yes. For those, flat is... Right? Stop it. Yes, no, he is. I was like, what? It. That's not it. No, it's just a little cultural lingo. We joking. We joking. That's all. Um... But yeah, and finding a place to live, they move quick. Huh. So look at it. And if it's a yes, do that application. Oh. Had that money. And the weird thing is, when I did it, it was like I had to have, have uh six months up front. Yeah. So I had to pay. Like, but the cool thing was my first six months were paid for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's so, another way to look at it. I know it was a lot, but mm -hmm. I was handling business. My room was tiny. I had a studio. So basically, 
It was a very small square box. So you walk through the door and you immediately saw my shower. And then right next to my shower was my sink. And next to my sink was my countertop with my little hob that had a toaster oven. And on top of the toaster oven was like where my hob was. So that was like kind of... Hob? Hob. So basically like the... The... um, Like, you know, the top of a stove. Like, you know, an electric stove where you put the food on the top. Mm -hmm. And it's like the little spot that heats up. Oh. What is it called? The eye. The eye? Is that what you call it? The yeah. Eye? Okay. The mm-hmm. eye of the stove. Yeah, yeah. So we call it in London. So the, the, I'm the sorry. Hall. The, the, the it's like that. was on top of the toaster oven. So the eye was on top of the toaster oven. And then I had like a little chair, like a little leather chair next to that. And then next to that was my bed and a window. And then next to that was my door. It was like a little square. So you it, was in New York, basically. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But uh, I was in Chiswick Park, um, and it was beautiful. I had a great view. It was the smallest place I ever lived in my life, but I was free. Mm. Yeah. So travel is important, y'all. It's, mm, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Where do you want to go next? Oh, I got a list, but I'm going <laughs> to let y'all go first. I can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What was? I'm going to let you go first, friend. Go ahead. Where do you want to go next? Oh, um, I haven't thought about it because COVID just shot down everything. Mm. That I'll be like, okay, I want to. Oh, then the realist part will come out of come out and be like, girl, we about to go. Yeah. <laughs> go weird, but <laughs> not weird. <laughs> but COVID aside, um, honestly, I would I would love to go to Ghana. Mm. Yeah. I love to go to Ghana. I love to go to my home country first because during the holidays it's lit. It's always lit, and then go to Ghana because it's like two countries over. Mm. And there you go. I'll go to Thailand again too. That would be cool. Thailand was a grand time. It was my first time out of the country. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed every moment that it was not like where I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but so. Liberia, Ghana, and Thailand in that order. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Trey? Uh, I'm going back to Japan. Yeah. Yeah, we're going I'm going to go back for a month and with a few people and we're just gonna create if When we, is this? I, I think we talked about it a little bit. We did, we did, we yeah. did. So we're well we're supposed to be near this. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna re rework it. I'm actually gonna finalize the date probably by the end of the year, so we can okay. go to next year. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go to Japan, and then we're going to go uh, up north in the more of the rural areas. Mm. And then we're just going to create, take our time to create, mm. and then just enjoy the environment. That sounds effing amazing. Because yes. let me tell y'all something. When this man came back from Japan, he was a different person. Like, Trey was already a different individual, but... <laughs> no, seriously. I no, mean, in the real. best possible way. Um, but his voice hit different. His energy hit different. His outlook hit different. Like, he just had this new... It was like this vigor. It was like he just found Trey. Like, he realized that, like, oh, all I got to do is go to this place and sit here and get this level of peace and energy and resonance and I can do this. Like it was just, he had reevaluated so much 
and he was honoring himself by living in a new place and speaking from a new place. And a weight was lifted from him. Um, and that speaks to the testimony of travel. And he was a determination to go back, speaks to the testimony of travel, but to bring people with him to create, y'all heard that, is a testimony to travel. Um, but yeah, Japan did great things for him. Wonderful, great things. Oh, and uh, Peru. Oh, what you gonna do in Peru? Bet. Peru, I just wanna, we wanna go to Peru or Chile. I just wanna visit the glaciers. Mm. Like, like, I know that for me, traveling is gonna be a lot more just trying to find scenic places so I can sit and take it in. Mm. That's what I'm looking to do for the next five years. Wow. But yeah, Chile. So hold on, wait. How are you supporting yourself? With my business. That's gonna. Oh, it's gonna be mobile. You're gonna take it with you to every country you go to. Yeah, like well, the whole point of me doing this business is to actually travel and actually, you know, build businesses as I go. Like I, I put that, I wrote that down two years ago. Mm. So I'm going to actually, you know, help businesses grow, create content authentic content with actual purpose mm. and then get paid to do that. So Amen. I'm going to ex I'm just going to travel and build businesses. And that is what we call manifestation folks. You hear that? That's living with intent, guidance and truth all in one. Mm hmm. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Gwen. And I say for me, I got a list. Y'all ready? Bali. I've always wanted to go to Bali. Mm. Always, 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 always. Something about the food and the water. I wanted to get a tattoo there for a very, very long time. But just the spirituality of that place too. Crestone, Colorado. That's one of the highest vibrational spiritual centers in the United States. We were supposed to go there, but the flight got canceled because of COVID. No. We bought the tickets and then the flight. No. Mm. Yes. So Bali, Crescent, Colorado, Brazil. I've always Ooh. wanted to go to Brazil. True. Uh, True. But they got a lot going on over there right now. So I'm going to keep them in my prayers. And when it's clean and clear, done and dusted and free and ready, I will be in Brazil. The motherland, obviously. Um, Molly, when ah, the turmoil ends, but yeah, 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 yeah. So those are my, those are my picks for right now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs>